Hello there. I'm here with Alistair Thompson of First State Stewart Asia. They were appointed at the end of last year as the manager on our Asia Pacific Fund. And I want to talk to him about what's going on in Asia Pacific markets. Alistair, hello to you. Hello, Chris. The first thing is, let's start broadly. What's the perspective on the development of Asia Pacific markets over the past 12 months, rather than necessarily just since your appointment? Um, well, markets have been on a bit of a tear. Um, risk aversion has um, evaporated. Um, Mr. Trump got elected roughly the time that we got appointed, and there's a lot of hope that um, there would be reflation, infrastructure spend, interest rates haven't gone up by very much. Um, there's very little uh, inflation in Asia. So on the surface, all looks good. There's, there's a number of headwinds that, that concern us, um, but, but it's, been a, it's been quite a good ride in the last 12 months. And, and you talk about risk, uh, risk appetite um, mm. or risk, uh, risk aversion uh, evaporating. Does that sort of imply that uh, you're slightly more cautious about, uh, about the opportunity set from here? Yes, we are. Um, I would also caution that that's, that stance is always with us. We're, we would typically look at what might go wrong rather yes. than what, what could go very well. And also valuations, I mean, most importantly, valuations are, are pretty rich and you've got a number of Asian indices that are at all time highs. So, so seeing real value, we've not, we've not really seen that for coming up for 10 years now. So. Um, yes, we've got a long shopping list and we'd like to see markets correct, which would make us a lot more optimistic. But you've still got a good, uh, great portfolio of good quality companies that, that are actually delivering decent returns. Yes, certainly. We're optimistic about the portfolio. Um, there are, it's, it's very high quality in, in our view. Balance sheets are extremely strong. So if we do see interest rates rise markedly, we, we don't envisage any problems with, with the businesses that we own. And indeed, earnings results have been very good. Um, so yes, at, at the portfolio level, optimistic, we're fully invested. Um, and so just we, we just like to see valuations a little bit cheaper. And one area that I know you've been looking at recently is China, and specifically the development of what's called the, the A-share market. Now, this the A-share market references domestically orientated um, Chinese companies. Is, is that correct? Yes, yes. And there's a, there's a lot of opportunities. Um, we f currently find more opportunities in other markets than the A-share market, although we did make our first A-share investment, a white goods company called Midia, that made, interestingly, two acquisitions, an acquisition of Toshiba and also an acquisition of a German robotics company called uh, KUKA. Uh, very interesting business. The Chinese are coming with capital. They're leaving the German management to continue to run their business. And this is a company that's trading on relatively cheap valuations. Um, so we're, we're very optimistic over the next five years for a business like that. But more broadly, our, our Chinese exposure is, is fairly low at, say, 5% of the portfolio. Yeah, because um, outside of uh, the company you mentioned, um, valuations are, are relatively frothy at, yes, uh, yes. at, at this stage. So, so um, how does the opportunity, the development of the A-share market broaden um, the, the, the set of potential inputs into the portfolio? If valuations were more attractive. Yes, if valuations were more attractive, there's something like 2,500 A-shares. We have a, an experienced mainline, mainland Chinese team uh, who are based in Hong Kong. 
Um, we've not met all of those two and a half thousand companies. So we think that there's quite a lot of opportunity there that we've yet to unearth. Um, but when you look at China in a regional context, um, there's far uh, less uh, or a far shorter history of um, capitalism in China mm. that, that in, in comparison to markets like India where there's a very rich corporate history. And so, um, you know, I think over time we'll, gain, we'll get more conviction, we'll meet these companies a lot more, and, I, and that's where I think there could be more opportunities um, in a few years' time. Interesting, interesting. Another market that's done really well this year is India. Mm. Um, uh, I know you've got exposure to the, the mortgage bank HDFC. Uh, is that still an attractive company? It's one you've owned for, for, for a long time, I think I might say. Yes, it so. is. It's, it's extremely well-managed. Mm. Um, uh, management have a lot of skin in the game. They own, they own um, significant stakes themselves. Uh, it's interesting because there's a lot of concern about fintech and how that might impact some of these, some of these traditional banking uh, companies, although HDFC Bank have been investing a lot in the digital space. What's also interesting, if you look at HDFC Bank, their profitability, they've grown book value by roughly 20% compound for the last 20 years. There's significant underpenetration of financial services products in India. Um, so whilst profits have gone up, staff numbers have been declining really quite dramatically and that's something we need to, we need to bear in mind. It's, it's the world over, it's, mm. it's Japan, it's you know, factory automation, but mm. certainly in the financial services space, profitability is going up, but it's, it's also coming at the expense of unemployment. Mm. Um, mm. So yeah, great company um, and one that you know, we, we, we could well envisage owning for the next... So, so let's explore this um, fintech, you know, i.e. technology that's being developed for the financial services sector a bit, a, a bit more. Do, do you think it is better to be an established player or in, in Asia-Pacific markets, or do you think it is better to be a, a new player in terms of taking opportunities in a market somewhere like India, where people are more likely to, to, to be interested in using fintech tools? We believe that the traditional players that will will not be their, their businesses won't be disrupted to the extent that they won't exist. What we're seeing is traditional players partnering with newcomers. So, mm. in the case of Singapore, DBS and Alipay, um, because DBS have all the have all the pipes through which to send these financial services products. Um, fintech. There's so much new technology as well. It's very difficult to predict who are going to be the long-term winners and yep. who aren't. Equally, a lot of the disruption is at the payments end, mm. uh, which is very low profitability. You're still going to need traditional banks to do infrastructure lending and yep. the like. Yep. So, so that part of the business we don't think will be affected. Yeah. So summing up, um, although valuations are reasonably stretched, your portfolio of high-quality companies, many of whom you've owned for a long period of time, all of whom you know exceptionally well, uh, is still the type of portfolio that's going to deliver um, over the medium to longer term our investors a, a good return. You, you we, we would hope so, yes. Um, there are pockets of value, um, Indian pharmaceutical companies, Indian IT service companies, some of the conglomerates. I mean, C.K. Hutchison trades on a multiple of 10 times, is trading at book value. Jardine Matheson trades at a discount to NAV. So there's, there's, that's where a lot of our optimism comes from, that, that the parts of the portfolio we think, we think on a valuation basis look absolutely fine. 
Alistair, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Chris. Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.